Welcome to the Path to Mindset Mastery. My name is Brad Bizjak. I'm a mindset strategist and coach, inspirational speaker, and creator of the Online Mindset Course Appreciation Academy. And today, I have a question for you. Who the hell do you think you are trying to help all these people? You're not a fitness expert. You're not Autumn Calabrese. You're not Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're not a top leader in your business. You don't have a ton of business success. What gives you the right to help people if you don't have those credentials next to your name? What gives you the right to inspire people to join your business if you don't already have business success? Chances are you've asked yourself that before and for some reason you don't feel like you're enough to help the people you're trying to help, right? You feel like an imposter and here's how it typically goes. You have a really big dream. That dream involves changing people's lives in some way, inspiring them to create change in their life, but you haven't really created the dream yourself yet so you don't feel worthy of helping others to create a dream, right? You're building up your network marketing business and you see all these top earners in your company walking across stage, building their dream homes in in cash, right? And earning millions of dollars. So when the time comes to share your story, you're going, fuck, I can't even make $100 a week. How the heck can I help someone else? Like you want to believe that you can help these people, but that devil on your shoulder goes, why the hell, like, who the hell are you to do that? You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Like, do you ever tell yourself that? Do you ever say, like, who am I to help someone else? And you, like, you still have 20 pounds to lose, right? So you can't help someone else lose weight. You haven't seen success in your business, so you can't build a business. You wonder why the hell someone would trust you when they can just trust a, a top earner in your company. And a couple things happen when you think this way. One, you lower the quality of person that you're trying to attract or reach out to. That's the first. Two, you don't put yourself out there on social media as much because you don't think your story carries any weight. Does that sound familiar? Three, if you have a prospect and they go to a different person's business, you think life is over. Shit, dude, I can relate to this so much. And in fact, I've actually beat this. So I found, I found my voice and I love the voice that I share with others, but it did not start that way. So just take a step back into the common sense corner for a second. I own a mindset coaching business. I have an online course appreciation academy, which teaches people how to break through the negative self-talk, the limiting beliefs and the inner conflict holding them back from success. So take a second and think about this. Who the hell am I to compete with Brendan Burchard? with Tony Robbins, with Marie Forleo, with Tim Ferriss, with Oprah Winfrey. Who the hell am I to compete with them? Why would anyone purchase something from me when they can go to them? You get the point of this, right? The question of why would anyone want to work with me? And that's what I'm going to help you with today because right now, like while Tony Robbins has an incredible business and he's an incredible role model, I've learned so much from him. Um, Guess what? I have an incredible business too, and I have an incredible, and I'm an incredible role model too. Both of us can be. So, how did I break through this? I have a few tips for you that will tremendously help you with this today. So, number one, write this down. Tell yourself the truth. What does that mean? So, what is a coach? What is a mentor? What is a guide? In my opinion, it's someone who uses their experience to serve others. Well, let me ask you this. Do you have experiences with something in life? Like if you're in network marketing, who are most of the people that I serve, if you're in network marketing, you have a product you're selling, right? Do you have experience with that product where uh, it's made some or any type of impact on you? Probably the answer is yes. So if you have experience 
you can be a mentor because when people are deciding who to work with, who to trust, who to invest in, I'm going to give you a little secret. It's not their resume that matters. It's their story that matters. The reason I connect with people differently than Tony Robbins connects with people is because my story is different. And I'm not saying that Tony Robbins isn't amazing. Like, he's fucking incredible. He's taught me so much about, about what I know and impacted millions of lives, right? But your, my point is, of this is your accomplishments are not what matter. Your story is what matters. People re- will relate to you. Your experience is what matters. And your experience is yours and no one else's. They're going to relate to you. So some people believe that if someone else gets a client, you can't get a client, right? First of all, let's remove the word get. Let's start to use the word serve, right? Nothing could be further from the truth. Abundance starts when you realize that success is something that's available to everyone, not just the person that got your prospect to enroll with them. That's what we call a scarcity mindset. It's you believing that success is limited. That is bullshit. So tell yourself the truth. Just because one person said no, doesn't mean that the rest of the 7 billion people in the world no longer exist. Abundance starts when you realize that there is plenty available for everyone. So tell yourself the truth. And the second part of telling yourself the truth is like, think about what your ultimate goal is. Your ultimate goal is to help and serve someone, right? It should be. Like, let's assume you get past the point of growth where it's all about you and about the money in your bank account and what you can earn. Let's say you get to the point where you really are trying to help someone else. Awesome. So if you're there, if you're trying to truly help someone else, what does that take? Do you need a mansion before you can help someone? No. Do you need to walk across stage and be a top 10 team in your company in order to love someone? No. Do you need someone else to give you permission to serve others? No. Imposter syndrome happens when and only when You stop focusing on helping others and you focus only on yourself. Think about it. Who am I to help others? What will they think of me? I don't have a big business yet. It's just your ego desperately craving attention and forgetting the whole purpose of why you got into business, to serve others. That is why you are in business, to serve other people. So to serve, to love, to help, that should be your first intention. And if you focus on serving, the sales will take care of themselves. So anytime you want your business to grow, you need to realize that business and personal growth are one in the same. If you focus on your mindset more than you do your business, your business will grow. Your business is a personal growth business and we grow so we can give to others. Like this is an amazing opportunity for you to grow so you can give. We, and this is actually something I learned from Tony Robbins. We grow so we can give. So when you put your primary values your focuses and intentions on making other people's lives better, business gets easier, right? Because everything is about someone else. The vehicle is your experience, your story. The vehicle is your story. But the intention needs to be on helping others. When you won't feel like an imposter when you're focusing on helping other people. It's when you focus on yourself when shit hits the fan and goes wrong. When you're focused on others, it's easy. When you're focused on you, that's where things go wrong. So you don't need results to help someone. You just need love to help someone. Does that make sense? Okay, so that's number one. Just listen to the truth. Number two is interrupt your pattern. Speaking of Tony Robbins, 
uh, I learned this next point from him. So all the credit goes back to Uncle, to Uncle Tony on this next one, but it's so powerful that I need to teach you this because it's, it's so incredibly impactful. When you get into these disempowering states of emotion, imposter syndrome being one of them, when you get into this, these disempowering states, you might know them as depression, anxiety, sadness, unhappiness, fear, doubt, procrastination. All of those are disempowering states of mind. Would you agree? Right? When you get into one of those states, basically a neural pathway in your brain is created. And without getting into too much of the science behind it, the more you get into those states, the more frequently you get into those states, the easier it is to feel that way when things go wrong. This is why Tony Robbins always says that most people have a highway to pissed off and a dirt road to happiness. It means that it is so easy for people to get pissed off and depressed and sad and angry and fearful. It's because they've practiced it so many times. It's something they do regularly, so it's easy to feel that way. Imagine a record playing in your mind. It's a record you're playing over and over and over again. When you get into a suffering state of mind, that record's just playing on repeat. Does that make sense? So what we need to do is take a knife to that record. We need to scratch that record so it can't play anymore. And if you scratch that record that's playing enough times, what happens? You can't play it at all anymore, right? That makes common logical sense. And so you have to choose a new record to put on top of that. You need to interrupt that record, that pattern, the second you notice it. So first, write down what typically triggers you to get into a negative state. Right? Is it like I know for me when I see someone calling on my phone, like different particular people calling on my phone, it instantly makes me like shut down. What is that for you? Is it when you're about to do a live video? Is it when you're about to invite someone to your business? What is the act that triggers you to get into a suffering state? So that's step one. Identify your triggers. Okay, that's number one. Second, number two, is the second you notice it, interrupt the pattern with something abrupt. I have a question for you. When's the last time you had an incredibly amazing orgasm? Like, just curious, right? Did you notice when I asked that question, you were like, what the hell is he talking about? That's a pattern interrupt. Obviously, I'm just messing around, but you get the point. You kill the lizard while it's super small before it turns into Godzilla taking over an entire city. The second you notice notice this pattern, you stop it. And the more abrupt, the more weird, the more crazy, just like the question I just asked, the better. That is how you stop it. So how do you stop that pattern when you do it? Like I said, do something abrupt. And I have a few things that I do. Number one, is I do something to change my heart rate. I do jumping jacks, I do push-ups, I do high knees, I do something that changes my physical state. I learned this from Uncle Tony. That alone will break your pattern. That's number one. Number two is I give that disempowering voice a name. So I work with this on my one-on-one coaching clients a lot. So you know when you're in the shower and you have all these voices bouncing around in your head like a pinball machine, you're going like, you're talking about like the kids and you're focusing on your business and you're focusing on how you got to poop and all these things. You're going bouncing around to all these different ways in your head and there's this voice in your head going a million miles an hour. That voice is crazy. Would you listen to that person if, or, if it were a real person? Absolutely not because the voice is absolutely insane. So let's disassociate from that voice. The voice isn't the real you and you know it. The real you is someone that is focused on empowering themselves, helping themselves, growing, loving other people. That voice in your head is the voice of fear, the voice of doubt, the voice of anger, sadness, whatever it is. So you have to name it. So give your voice a name so you can disassociate it from you, right? So you are going to name it. Give your voice a name. One of my clients, 
just recently named her voice Gladys. So no offense to Gladys listening to, uh, like, no offense to any Gladys is listening to this, but it reminds me of Phoebe's uh, painting in the show Friends. So, like, if you notice, if you call that negative voice Gladys, like, she'll literally say when she notices that negative voice coming up, she'll say, shut up, Gladys, I don't have time for your shit right now. So not only have you removed you from the negative voices, but you've also interrupted that pattern in your mind by doing something unexpected. Does that make sense? So give that negative voice a name. Number three, do something abrupt. Like if I'm on the phone with one of my clients and they're in a deep, dark state, I'll literally ask what I asked you a minute ago. When was the last time you had an amazing toe curling orgasm? Now, why the hell would I ask that question? Is it because I'm interested in their sex life? No, it's because it scratches the record. It catches them off guard. Like, for example, have you ever been on the phone with someone sharing a story and then your dog pees on the carpet and you freak out about it and you try to get back to the story on the phone, but you have no idea what you were talking about and you have to search in your own mind to get back to it? That is a pattern interrupt. So go jump up and down in the mirror naked. Make a pig face in the mirror. Whatever you got to do, make a donkey noise. I don't care. Just do something abrupt and ridiculous, and I promise you that even though it seems silly, it works. So if you do one of those things, you'll notice significant change. You'll kill that lizard before it turns into Godzilla. But if you do all of these things, you, will, you won't even notice yourself because it's going to change so quickly. So that, those are how you interrupt the pattern. Number one, tell yourself the truth. Number two, interrupt the pattern. Third is you replace that new empowering record. You replace that that bad record with a new empowering record. So after you scratch the record so many times that you can't play it, replace it with a new one. So what does that mean? Ask yourself a question that leads you to the life that you want. It's like, what if you were going through your like imposter syndrome tendencies and you notice the trigger, that person calls or you sit down to do work. So you jump up and down in the mirror naked, whatever. You interrupt the pattern. You do whatever you got to do. Would you agree that you wouldn't be feeling as down, right? You'd be feeling better. Yes? Okay. So we all agree on that. That makes sense. So we don't want your brain to go find that pattern again. So what if you immediately then, after you interrupt your pattern, ask yourself, why do I love helping people achieve their biggest goals, right? Or how would my highest self help someone today? If you asked a question that led you towards the life that you want, after you interrupted that pattern, you're essentially taking a new record and putting it on the record player. Does that make sense? Can you imagine how much more motivated you'd feel as you started working? It'd be tremendously different. And guess what? You're going to have to do this again and again and again. How many times you might ask? As many times as it freaking takes to interrupt the pattern enough so it doesn't play on the record player. You've been running this emotional pattern for years. So one try probably won't work. So do it over and over and over again until it catches. Does that make sense? So how else, besides just telling yourself the truth and pattern interrupts, can we beat imposter syndrome? How can we break free from imposter syndrome? Number, or the next thing is embrace imperfections. Write that down. Embrace your imperfections. So I get it. You're worried about, I'm not that good and I'm afraid others will see it, right? That's what you're afraid of. I'm not that good and I'm afraid others will see it. Well, have you ever stopped to think about like what you should, like that that's something you should lead with, your imperfections. So write this down. Perceived perfection equals no connection. Perceived perfection equals no connection. So my point in that is that a lot of you are saying, I'm not perfect at this, so I can't serve people. Well, here's the thing. 
if you're trying to be perfect, it pisses people off. No one wants you to be perfect. Most people hate perfect because it's a red flag that screams bullshit. So trying to be perfect is the lowest standard you could have for yourself because it's impossible. And if you struggle with this, make sure you check out my podcast called Stop Trying to Be Perfect. It will tremendously help you. That's the name of the episode. The podcast is called The Path to Mindset Mastery, but it's called Stop Trying to Be Perfect. It will tremendously help you if you struggle with this. But my point in this is that people's bullshit meter is so high and they can tell if you're trying to fake things. And this might be a newsflash for you if you've been trying to prove your business. It's not going to work. It won't work. It's just going to repel people. So many people that make the mistake of, and I, I did this, guys. I did this for years. So many people make the mistake of inflating the results of their business because they think it will look better to other people. It will not work. It will only send people away from you. It is literally you rejecting yourself. That's what what is happening. It will not work. It's just going to piss people off. And I know that because I did it for years. Okay, so I pretended that my bit my business, my fitness business, was bigger than it was because I was afraid of what would happen if people found out that I didn't have a big business at the time. And this is the point where I kind of let you off the hook a little bit. It is okay to not be that good because your results aren't what matter to people you're trying to serve. Your story, like you learned in point number one, is what matters. And your vision for what you want to help people create is what matters. You don't need to know how to do something well to help someone get started. You don't. There are incredibly, so this is interesting, there are incredibly successful parenting books written by people who aren't even parents. How the hell does that make sense? Because they cared enough about kids to interview a parent and put that into a re, all those resources together to help parents. Now that might not directly apply to your business and that's okay. My point is simply this. If you have a vision for what you want to create and you share it with your people with the intention of helping them, you're letting perfection go out the window and you start to earn a little thing called trust. You let yourself off the hook. When you say, look at my perfect life, look at all the cool things I'm doing, look at this cool product I use and how you should use it too. Don't you hate your corporate job? Yeah, you should create an income from home. Does that sound motivating to people? No, it's kind of like if someone is trying to share their political opinion online. It doesn't change anyone's opinion. It just makes you want to punch them in the throat, right? So I did this for years and all I did was piss people off. But what if you allowed yourself to be imperfect? What if you lead with being imperfect instead of hide from being imperfect? What if the flaws you're trying to hide are the gifts that will create your freedom? Let me repeat that. What if the flaws you are trying to hide are the gifts that create your freedom because that is what is relatable to people. That is what's going to earn trust. That's why your team will build. It's a bunch of imperfect souls on one common mission to live a better life. You're saying, this is like what you're saying if you embrace imperfection. You're saying, I'm not perfect. I'm on a mission to create this vision in my life. I'd love for you to join me because I believe it'll add value to yours too. Let's build this together and I promise you that I'll use my experience to help you every way that I can. That's all you're doing. Your story and your vision will attract people. It is not about trying to prove yourself. Think about someone's struggle. 
Like, this is how you do it. One, you think about what someone's struggle is. The person you're trying to serve, what is their struggle? Then you use your story to relate to them and to help them. And you share your vision for what you want to help them create. You need to understand something loud and clear. And if you can take away one sentence from this podcast episode, it is the following sentence. Having success is not a prerequisite to having success. Does that make sense? So many people think it is. Having success is not a prerequisite to having success. But you might be looking at it that way right now. And I suggest you stop because success is something available to everyone. And it is all in your mind. It is all how you think. Use the tools that I shared with you today in your everyday life and life will change. That is a promise. So dive in. If you have struggled with this stuff, dive into my other podcasts as well. Right? Dive into my, my blog post to learn about the amazing tools that you can use to master this, to radically change your mindset. So thank you guys so much for tuning in today. My name is Brad Bizjack. Thank you for watching the path or listening to the Path to Mindset Mastery today. I hope you found today's episode incredibly valuable. It's a privilege to serve you. And if you found it valuable, please share this episode with other people today.